1: Culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision.
0: Well, we're turning our attention to Christian organisations and the people who work in our businesses, our clubs, our churches, and charities. Every organisation's greatest asset and challenge is their staff. Hiring the right staff in the first place is one of the keys to having a great staff team. Our special guest today says hiring people with the right character may save your organisation. That's because one hiring mistake can have far-reaching implications, including huge financial costs. And what happens to your kingdom goals if hiring the wrong person slows everything down? Dr. Ken Byrne is co author of a book described as a godsend to Christian organizations. He says hiring mistakes are way too common. Dr. Ken Byrne has been a corporate psychologist for over 40 years. He's personally evaluated over 3000 candidates from board positions, CEOs, senior and middle management, technical specialists, sales and management. He teaches in the Arrow Leadership Program on how to hire the right people and how to manage poor performers. He's worked with leading organizations both here in Australia and around the world, like the 3M company, ANZ Bank, Optus, Coles meyer and the Walt Disney Corporation. He's author of the book that's called Hire Right First Time A Practical Guide for Staffing Christian Organisations Dr Ken Byrne, a special welcome along to 2020
1: Well thank you very much Neil, it's a pleasure to be with you
0: Ken, hire right first time. Uh, is there something special about Christian organisations, let's say compared to non-Christian organisations, where Christian organisations need to be especially careful about hiring and, uh, and uh, raising people up in their organisations? What are your thoughts here?
1: Well, the first thing we have to notice is that most organisations do only a mediocre job of hiring. I don't have any empirical data, but I can tell you from a lot of experience, they get it wrong about four times out of ten. And invariably they get it wrong because there's a difference in the character of the person to what the organization and the job requires. Now, Christian organizations place a number of, or face a number of challenges when they hire people. First of all, the whole notion of wanting to extend God's grace permeates every Christian organization, and what happens is we confuse being rigorous with being impolite. I was teaching a, a course on this, and uh, uh, students were doing a, a mock interview, and one of the students skipped over one of the questions the interview guide, and I stopped, and I said, you know, I noticed you skipped that question. He said, well, We don't ask questions like that where I work, because the question was somewhat challenging. It was nothing illegal. It was nothing difficult. It was nothing unpleasant. But it seemed to him rude. So that's one problem. The second problem is that Christian organizations forget that Jesus had no problem being aggressive at the right time, the right moment, or assertive. But that's certainly been lost in the sands of times. Everybody wants to be nice. They want to be helpful to the candidate. So I've seen people give the candidate the questions in advance and say, go and study these and come back and give us your answers. Now, that is naive. Uh, In the the real world, someone doesn't come to the pastor and say, uh, Pastor, I, I have a real problem because I noticed it. Someone here, I think, is offending against children. So could you go away for 20 minutes and think about how you'll handle that and come back and talk to me? You know, just the real world doesn't work that way. Um, the other problem is that Christian organizations are very quick to hire, as most organizations are. There's time pressure. There's other things to be done. It seems like a distraction from, from your real job. And yet they're very slow to fire. We we go through thinking, well, maybe a bit more training, or maybe a bit more guidance, or maybe we haven't really given them a fair go here. When it's abundantly clear the person is not capable or not suited for the organization. So one of the things I teach is hire very slowly and fire quickly. So these are things which are unique to Christian organizations and. Peter Corney and I, who's written the book with me, were convinced that a lot can be done to improve the hiring practices in Christian organizations.
0: You know, I think there's going to be listeners hearing those comments and saying, that's a breath of fresh air, because there's this confusion, isn't there, between being nice and being good, and sometimes we think that as Christian believers, uh, Christian business owners, Christian leaders in our organizations, that that being nice is a part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit uh, when, in fact, uh, there needs to be a toughness in there. I wonder if you've had much reflection because you mentioned, you know, Jesus actually uh, wasn't always nice but actually was, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, quite, you know, aggressive or had no problem with being aggressive, I think your words were. So let's yes. just let's touch on that because uh, that, uh, no doubt, will be a, a breath of fresh air too to listening ears. Well, let's, let's
1: think about how Jesus dealt with being challenged by the Philistines. He didn't say, gee, fellows, I'm terribly sorry. I've, I've, you know, I've broken the rule about working on a Sunday. I mean, he just gave it to them right between the eyes, very nicely and very tactfully. When Jesus went to the temple and overturned the tables because he saw the corruption that had invaded the temple. He didn't think, well, gee, maybe this isn't so nice. And the underlying problem is that people confuse hiring and they neglect to consider the effect that the new person is going to have on the team they've built. So you spend time, you have a group of, let's say, five or six people who get along really well, and now you're going to bring in a stranger to this group and you're going to bring them in because, gee, they seem like a nice person. And they were referred by Fred and we know Fred's a good bloke and he wouldn't send us a bad person. And then the person comes in and creates havoc. That's not doing anybody any favors. So the the the, the rigor has to be applied before you let someone in the door and you have to be persuaded that this is a person who has the right character and who will fit the culture of the organization. Now, sure, skills are important, and we're not in the business of training somebody to be an accountant or we're not training someone to be a pastor. We have to have certain skills there. But all things being equal, I've seen many people fired, and I've never seen anyone, with one exception I can think of, I've never seen anyone fired because they couldn't learn the job. Invariably, people get fired because their character or their values don't fit with the organization. So the emphasis on the screening should be discovering who is this person behind the mask that they put up.
0: So we've got hiring and firing in this equation too, although we'll lean towards the hiring because this is where real wisdom comes in your book. And as you say, oftentimes Christian organizations too quick to hire but slow yes. to fire. And uh, that yes. comes down to, because the way we want to consider one another, uh, but th- the boss... Employee relationship in a Christian organization, say a business where profit is actually one of the uh, outcomes of what you're doing. Um, there's something in there that if uh, if your employees are not pulling their weight and they're not uh, making a profit for the company, then somehow rather they're the wrong employees. How do you how do you work through uh, you know what the goals of the company might be and, and staffing it right with the right people with the right skills?
1: Well. The bottom line is that every business has to make a profit or there is no business. So that, that's, that's a given. But beyond that are the intangible values of the business. So, for example, um, I remember interviewing a woman who was uh, uh, applied for a middle management job in a Christian organization, and their focus was on serving people. And I said to her, um, one of the questions we routinely ask is, um, think about the person in your life who's your toughest critic. Don't tell me who it is, but can you think of that person? And she said, yeah, I have many in mind. I said, well, if they were being honest with me, how would they describe you? And she said, she's a selfish person who steps on the little people. Huh. Now, People wouldn't ordinarily tell you that in an interview, but when you do the, the preparatory stages correctly, you learn things like that. Now, that is an enormous red siren going off saying this person is not going to fit this culture.
0: Most of the conversations. Does that make sense? It does. Most of the conversations we might have uh, in the context that we're in now might be on how the employee or potential employee uh, sets themselves for winning that position, getting that job. People have become very skilled, haven't they, Uh, presenting a mask when they are in the interview and covering up some of the things that... They know that the employer might want to know, but they know that they've got some short fallings. Uh, What are your thoughts here for, uh, I mean, obviously we're talking about how you get behind the mask, but for people who are on the other side as well, uh, presenting yourself in a light that actually uh, gives some level of authenticity as to who you are. Uh, Thoughts around that? Well,
1: every job interview is tainted because, The candidate's job is to present themselves in the best possible light. Imagine, for example, that that Joe Smith goes to see his doctor because he's unwell. He has every reason to be as candid and as open with the doctor as he can because he's gonna get the most help. Now, Joe Smith later that day goes for a job interview and Joe Smith knows he's got some liabilities or knows he's been fired from a job or he's had some discipline problems. He has every reason in the world to not reveal that. His job is to make himself look like the best candidate and, and candidates today are much more sophisticated because there's so much more information on the internet on how to take a job and how to get an interview and uh, books on how to deal with the most difficult interview questions. And um, that's why, One of the problems is that most organizations, including Christian organizations, hire people and they do it by people who've never been trained in how to do it. There's an assumption that, well, I'm a good judge of people, so I can't be fooled. And that is enormously misleading because you're not seeing the real person, you're seeing the mask.
0: Okay, so the need for training for the person who does the hiring and firing in your organisation to be able to see through some of the masks that come with people who are in that interview context. Let's get practical Uh, In our conversation here, uh, because we're talking about the employer here, we're talking about businesses, uh, Christians who are in perhaps in whatever organization, be it a club, be it a church, be it a charity, wherever you're employing people, practical thoughts. What are the thoughts that you like to come around uh, for the one who is doing the hiring uh, to be able to see through some of those masks? Well, first of all, you need a structured
1: hiring system that's prepared long before you begin your recruitment. So that means you should know in advance what are the steps you're going to take, and typically it's steps like screening resumes. So who's going to do that, and how are you going to decide who you advance and who you don't advance, then becomes there should be, if you have any number of applicants, It should be a telephone interview, and you should know in advance exactly what questions you're going to ask of each candidate, and each one gets asked the same questions with appropriate follow-up. Then you should have your interview system set up, and the interview should begin with <clears throat> very easy questions that the person will have no trouble answering, but yet are still revealing. So, for example, how did you decide to apply for this job? That seems like a very innocuous question. But what you want to find out is, is the person coming to you because they're attracted to your organization, or are they looking to get away from another job that gives you a clue about the person? And the question should then go from being relatively easy to be moderately challenging. Then at the end, they should be fairly challenging, and then it should be should end with some uplifting questions like tell us about a time you were most proud of something you accomplished. So the person ends uh, talking about something that they're, that they're pleased with and proud of. Um, often you need more than one interview, uh, particularly as the jobs have become more senior. Uh, then you need a structured system for checking references And often, reference checking is the worst part of the the system. I've had references recently for people who I was employed years ago, and what I get is a form. Please give us your answers to these forms. How would you rate Mary Jane on a scale of 1 to 10? Well, nobody wants to give a bad reference. I've fired people, but I don't want to be the person who gets in the way of them getting another job. So it's very easy to lie on those, on those questionnaires and, and the kind of informal reference check, like how was uh, Bill as an employee? Would you say he did a good job? Would you hire him again? Uh, that's, that's uh, again, has enormous room for improvement. The reference checking guide we have in our book is something like 26 questions. And for questions where people are going to be dealing with children, we have specific questions in a very specific order to uncover any sense that there may have been any inappropriate interest in children, inappropriate behavior with children. Uh, to not ask about that is just negligent. Um, Ken, I'm going to
0: need to cut in here because we're about to go to news, and I know that listeners will recognize the value in what we're hearing uh, from your wisdom and your heartbeat here for Christian organizations and hiring right first time. Um, We're going to be taking calls after Vision National News, Uh, your opportunity here to have a... Interaction with our special guest, a corporate psychologist for over 40 years. Dr. Ken Byrne has been our guest. His book, Hire Right First Time, available from online booksellers. Ken, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and heart with us today on 2020.
1: My great pleasure, Neil. Thank you for inviting me.